welcome to Her Journey Podcast, where we talk with incredible, talented, and powerful women about their experiences. My name is Aline, and I am your host, and today I am joined with Georgia, the co-founder of Trill. So yes, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Hi, thanks so much for having me. What a great introduction. I am Georgia. I am currently based in Los Angeles, California, and typically a junior at Harvard studying psychology and computer science, really interested in social impact entrepreneurship, and got my starts in that field back in 2018 when I was a senior in high school and co-founded Trill Project. Trill is an anonymous social network for mental health peer support that's free to download on the Google Play Store and Apple's App Store. And I also now have a few other entrepreneurial side hustles, which we can talk about more later, but overall, really a passionate mental health activist and love using technology to solve problems in the world. All right. Yeah. Awesome. So I wanted to first dive in to, you know, a little bit more detail kind of about your background and specifically what led you to get really interested in exploring these new ventures and taking on these leadership roles, because I know you're involved in a lot. Yeah, so I fell into the world of entrepreneurship was not on purpose, so to speak. Basically, when I was a senior in high school, a good friend of mine um, was struggling coming out as bisexual. And we, my co-founding team and I, identified this as a much larger problem for the LGBTQ plus community where marginalized groups were being pushed into dark corners of the internet, so to speak. And there wasn't spaces created by young people intentionally for young people. So we set out to interview hundreds of LGBTQ plus teens in the Los Angeles area and to hear their stories about how existing social networks were failing them. So we didn't set out necessarily to create a business. We set out to solve a problem for our friend. And from there, we discovered this problem was much bigger than just our own experiences. And that's why we wanted to create Trill to address this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'd love to know more about Trill in general and sort of more about what the app does and what it's all about. Yeah. So you can download it. It's free on the Google Play Store and Apple's App Store. And basically the way it works is you choose a color to determine an anonymous identity for yourself. These colors were rainbow themed originally as a flagship to the LGBTQ plus pride flag. But in time, they've evolved to just be symbols of self-expression and giving people freedom to customize their identity while still remaining anonymous for privacy and confidentiality sake. From there, you can go to the feed and you can post either a text post, ask a question or answer our daily question. This gives people opportunities to share how they're feeling in a safe community where there's no weird algorithms or influencers or likes or followers even. There's just a time-based feed where everyone can be heard equally and you can tag your posts to virtual support groups. So our most popular support groups are LGBTQ+, anxiety, relationships in high school, and you can join any of these support groups or create your own to connect with peers, comment on posts, private message with people. And then on the back end, we have machine learning algorithms connecting users that are possibly in need of further support to professional crisis resources. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's incredible. I love that concept so much. And I know like running and creating an entire app can be quite difficult, especially if it's kind of a new thing. So tell me a little bit about the process of first launching Trill and running it and maybe some of the help or support you've had along the way. Yeah, so we were definitely blissfully naive in the early stages as to how much work this would actually be. It all started, um, like I said, after we heard our friend's story and set out and did interviews with other people um, that are going through similar experiences. From there, we created a Google survey that we sent out on Tumblr. What would you tell if nobody knew you were telling it to crowdsource people's anonymous stories? Um, we just used really organic grassroots efforts to acquire our earliest users. And we would message hundreds of Tumblr accounts in a day, asking them to fill out our anonymous survey and send in their stories. Um, in about 10 days, the post had close to 15,000 reblogs. And through that, we got our 10,000 earliest beta users for our app before we even had an app created. So I would say the biggest help we received in those early days were from those 10,000 beta users. Our design process was extremely user-oriented and collaborative, and that allowed us to create a product not based on what we thought people needed, but based on what people were actually expressing to us that they did need. And so our early users completely shaped everything about our company in terms of its mission, its values, how we designed the app, the features we prioritized. And we did tons of phone interviews and surveys, and we really let those early users be active and informed participants creation of Trill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so incredible. And Trill has grown so much. And it's so amazing that you've gotten like 10,000 beta testers, even in the beginning. And so I'd love to know about some of the ways you were really able to grow Trill even more to, you know, what it is today. Yeah, so Trill is now reaching over 80,000 people in more than 40 countries around the world, and we haven't spent any money to market the app. So it's really all just been word of mouth, organic, grassroots efforts. And I think that original spirit of entrepreneurial hustle that we had in the earliest days of creating Trill has continued to be a lifeline in our company. So we do a lot of marketing campaigns on social media, TikTok challenges, asking people to duet us, um, influencer collaborations through our Trill Talk interview series. We have giveaways where we give coloring books and um, t-shirts and bookmarks. And we really just pitch Trill to anyone and everyone who will listen, um, whether it be a stranger we meet on um, the street or a mentor we meet at a pitch competition. So we're just always trying to get our name out there. And I think just because we are a team of young female founders, we've been really lucky that a lot of mentors at our universities and in various accelerators and incubators we've done have really wanted to help us. So we've been given a fair amount of organic press. So we've been featured in TechCrunch as Apple's app of the day and Refinery29, InStyle, um, and a bunch of other cool publications, which gave us um, some more word of mouth as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so incredible. Yeah, you've grown to over 80,000 users, you said. Like, that's so amazing. And I feel like it definitely takes a long time to get there and a lot of hard work. 
And I know, as I mentioned before, like running an app and, you know, coding it, that entire process must have been really hard and difficult. Um, and so would you say there have been any challenges or obstacles that you felt um, were really significant along the process? Yeah, I think our biggest limiting resource has always been time. Um, our whole team is typically COVID has changed some things in how we work, but before that, we were all working from opposite coasts of the country at our respective universities while being full-time students taking classes. So definitely my freshman year in college, it was a huge challenge to have to navigate the time and energy that I wanted to give to Trill and then the time and energy that I had to give to homework and classes and trying to adjust to college life and making new friends and taking care of my own mental health. So learning how to balance work with all the other facets of life has been an ongoing battle. Some tips I have is just being really transparent with your team from day one as to what your hourly time commitment to your startup is going to look like. What are your objectives and key results for the coming year? Do you need extra support on the team? Do you have to bring on new team members? Are you going to focus or prioritize on one thing over the other? And just make sure you and your team are aligned on all of the above so that there is no resentment or overworking yourself to try to meet unrealistic expectations and goals. Because when you set goals for yourself, um, that's really the first step. And then making sure you can stick to your goals and that you have enough hours in the day to accomplish what you want to accomplish without driving yourself crazy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Those are incredible points that you brought up. And I think it is also just, as I said before, so incredible where Trill has gotten now. And I know like Trill wasn't your, you know, your only venture or your only initiative that you've done before. And so was this the first venture that you've done or did you have anything else that you started on your own or with a team um, that was really significant to you? So Trill was my first um, introduction into the world of entrepreneurship. In high school, I was really a humanities-oriented student, so I was really focused on like English and history and my language classes, and I didn't think that I was capable of getting involved in STEM fields or doing anything entrepreneurial. Um, that was until I science class my junior year of high school and got introduced to communities of women in technology and I found the whole experience to be incredibly empowering and uplifting to meet so many phenomenal female identifying computer scientists from around the world through various organizations and community groups and whatnot. Um, it was through National Center for Women in Information Technology that I met my co-founder, Ari, the following year when I was a senior in high school. And Ari really opened up my world to the possibilities of identifying problems and creating solutions for them. So she had come to me with the idea of Trill loosely, and we ended up working on it together that summer between my senior year of high school and freshman year of college. And then three years later, basically, we're still working on it to this day. So Trill was the first, basically. Um, since Trill, I've gotten really involved in entrepreneurial and startup ecosystems um, on my campus. Um, I'm part of a club called Harvard Ventures, which is our venture capital and startup organization. And 
we launched a podcast through that called The Bottom Line, um, which is about interviewing other cool entrepreneurs and investors. I was a campus scout for Lightspeed Venture Partners, um, looking for deal flow on campus for that VC firm in SF. Now a venture fellow for 406 Ventures, a firm based in Boston. And as a side hustle, um, me and a friend from high school also run another business called Girls Get It, which is a computer science education and female empowerment program for female identifying and non-binary elementary schoolers, which is one of my favorite things to do um, to be able to give back to the community and teach the next generation of women in computer science first introduction to the world of STEM. Um, so it's been since Trill, just like a hodgepodge of different venture and startup related activities, but I try to keep mission and purpose at the center of all my work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so amazing. And I, I love that you're so involved, not only, you know, in your own university's campus on Harvard's campus, but also just in your own projects. And I think also, um, you know, the way that you were able to start getting uh, involved in entrepreneurship and technology, sort of what people might consider to be late, like kind of shows even if you are in high school and you're really focused on something, then it's never too late to, you know, change your path and change your route. So I definitely love that. Um, and I know, again, like I mentioned before, you're involved in so many different amazing initiatives and have done just a lot of different things as well. And so I'm wondering what your motive might be for, you know, taking on all these incredible projects and getting involved in all these incredible initiatives. And how do you have the time to just manage everything? Yeah, I think it's just... A mix of if no one else is doing this, then it needs to be done in the sense that when there's problems that are so glaring or an idea that I get so excited about and no one else is working on it, I just feel so compelled to be the one to try to create the um, solution to these experiences that I or my friends have struggled with. And... I think that's really anyone who's trying to get involved in entrepreneurship for full transparency. It's so much work. It's one of the most like intense jobs you'll ever have because it's not a nine to five. There's, there's no hour of the day where you're not working or thinking about something relating to the business that you run because, because it's your business. Like everything about it in the early days is you and what you're putting into it. And in order to be able to make some of the sacrifices that come along with that, you have to really love the problem that you're solving and love the people that you're working with. So picking a problem that you just know needs solving and you think that you could make strides towards fixing that problem and then building a team around you of people who are going to uplift you and support you on that journey. So Trill's team is now over 30 people, high school and college students from around the country that all are working on our mission. And no one at this stage takes a salary. Everyone is just doing it because they're passionate about the work we're doing at Trill and they want to help our users. And I think that's just one of the most beautiful, unique team cultures that I'll ever be a part of in my life with 
a bunch of young people that have all come together to create something that's having real impact on the lives of others. And yeah, when you do it like that, it doesn't really feel like work as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's also the beauty of entrepreneurship. Still, I think, you know, you have the creativity to do so many different things and go in the direction that you want to go with in, you know, your own business. And so I think that's amazing what you're doing for Trill. And I'm wondering, you know, do you have any future plans or goals for Trill? And is this something that you plan on focusing most of your time in even when you graduate? Yeah, so it's still a question mark. Um, We're figuring it out. It isn't something that we anticipated would grow into what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, It started as a passion project that's kind of um, developed a mind of its own, to say the least. And me and my co-founder are still figuring out what like the next phase of life looks like for us professionally. Um, regardless, we'll always make sure that wherever Trill lands, it's being taken care of someone who aligns with our values and is going to create safe and supportive virtual environments for our users. Um, we're exploring possibilities of monetizing it, of potentially having an exit, um, but nothing is totally finalized yet. So we'll have to do a follow-up interview in a few months, maybe when we have more clarity. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love just all these different projects and experiences that you're working on. And so are there any specific projects that you feel like um, you're just most, you're proudest of being involved in, or maybe you're even spending most of your time in on or time on right now? Yeah, right now, um, definitely a significant portion of my time goes to Trill. Um, Another good chunk of my time goes towards my classes. I'm doing virtual school right now. Um, And I've also started getting involved with a new startup called Valence, um, which is a professional network for people of color. Um, And I've been managing their Valence funding network, which is the venture capital arm of the business. So essentially, we serve as a bridge between Black founders and investors in our network, sourcing deals for these investors and connecting these founders with the capital and resources they need to accelerate their businesses. So I've really been enjoying supporting that community and working towards closing the wealth gap um, that the Black community faces. And it's kind of the perfect mix of my interest in venture capital and then the entrepreneurial bug I have to always be working in or adjacent to startups. So that's been a lot of fun and is something I want to devote more time to as well over the summer when I don't have as many classes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's super amazing. And I know you're involved in a lot of different entrepreneurial initiatives and ventures. And so is this something, you know, after you graduate from college or university, do you plan on continuing to focus on entrepreneurship as your main career? Or do you have any other career goals in mind? Yeah, I think for now, startups is the thing. It's what I love doing. And I can't really see myself working in any other field. So startups have been great. And that would be the dream to just keep doing this forever. Long term, it would also be fabulous to be on the other side of the table and focus more on venture capital, at least doing 
some sort of angel investing or um, finding ways to give back, particularly to entrepreneurs that um, are female identifying or people of color or from other underrepresented groups in the community. So that would be a long-term aspiration. Um, I'm thinking about applying to business school too. So that might be something I'd want to do in a few years, but, uh, you know, just taking it day by day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's super incredible. And I know like if you're taking on such, um, you know, amazing ventures and you're really experimenting with entrepreneurship, which can be quite flexible and also pretty unpredictable. So have you had a lot of support from people who are close to you along this entire process? Yeah, I'm, my family's amazing. Um, my dad is a musician who got his starts um in like the Brooklyn subways playing street music music um, and, you know, worked his way up the ranks um, and is now a music composer for TV and film. And he has been an incredible support system. My mom was an immigrant to this country and has sacrificed a ton to give me and my sisters the best educational privileges that we could get. So my while my parents aren't, you know, business owners in the traditional sense, they're definitely both hustlers and have that entrepreneurial mindset and have been nothing but supportive of all the ventures that I've pursued. And then my friends are also um, all great. And many of my friends are fellow computer scientists or founders. And so it's nice to have people who can relate to and understand some of the low moments um, of starting businesses and the challenges that that comes with and how it does just kind of put you on a different schedule than traditional um, work might. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. It's super important to have people who support you along the way. Um, that can be like something huge when you're taking on such important initiatives, but definitely love that. And yeah, I mean, I loved getting to know you and talking with you today and to kind of close out, do you have any advice um, maybe for those students who are out there who are looking to build a startup of their own and really just grow and expand their own ventures? My biggest piece of advice would be to believe in yourself and take care of yourself. It sounds really cheesy, but believe in yourself first and foremost. Even if everything in the world is telling you that you aren't good enough or you can't do something, I promise you, you can. Like, there is nothing special or extraordinary about me that has allowed me to create these projects that is different than what you might be able to accomplish. The only thing that, you know, separates an exceptional entrepreneur from anyone else is just like a lot of work ethic and passion. And so if you can motivate yourself to work hard and you find an idea you're passionate about trust yourself and believe in yourself to go out there and just try to accomplish it there's no better time to start a business than when you're young and there's low risks you know like most of us don't have I don't want to generalize but most young college students don't have like families that they necessarily have to take care of or um, you know, don't you don't necessarily need to be saving for retirement at this stage in our life. So go out there and just try within, you know, everyone's own unique financial situations, but just try to build something cool, even if it's a midnight project or waking up early before your 
traditional job or staying up late, um, you can totally do it. And I believe in you. So believe in yourself. And then the second thing there would be to take care of yourself. Your mental health is so important. Don't burn out. Don't work on things you don't love with people who don't support you. Surround yourself by people who uplift you and motivate you and make sure you're sleeping and drinking water and doing all the things to nourish your body and your brain because you're important too and your time is your most valuable asset. So believe in yourself and take care of yourself. And if anyone wants to get in touch with me, feel free. It's just georgia at trillproject.com and you can find Trill Project at The Trill Project on all social media and you can download our app on the App Store and Google Play Store and it's a really great place to go if you just need to vent or want to make a new friend or just check out the app and support the work we've been doing. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much again for being here today and having this conversation with me. Your advice was such an amazing place to close out for today. Of course. Thank you. Have a good one.